disembodied. This episode is called Lanterns and Light. It's episode eight. So this is the time of the year when we have to store up and carry the light of summer into the darker months. I've always loved this time of year due to the angle of the sun and the quality of light. There's a golden aspect to autumnal light due to the lower angle of the sun. Since we have very subtle seasonal changes here in SoCal, this quality of light is something I learned to tune into over the years. Even though I consider autumn my favorite time of the year, I have friends who feel a seasonal depression encroaching at this time of year. Think about this, though. We go through a period of darkness on a daily basis. Nighttime. How do we get through nighttime hours? We draw energy from where it's stored. Solar panels are maybe the best example in that they tank up on energy during daylight hours so they can power and illuminate your home during the sunless period of our 24-hour cycle. In similar fashion, tanking up on light is something we can integrate into our spiritual practice to lift our mood as we prepare to enter the increasingly darker days of autumn and winter. So if electricity lights our indoor and outdoor spaces in this day and age, let's recall for a second what we do when we get primitive and have to go without electricity. While camping outdoors, you need light. A lantern is an age-old device to carry light with you, to carry a flame, a little solar flare, so to speak, as you hang out under the stars. Lanterns have a symbolic and a practical meaning even today. There's an Asian tradition of sending lanterns into the sky. In Taiwan, you write your wishes on a lantern and then release it to the sky. This type of thing wouldn't work in California. We're mostly preoccupied with putting out fires these days. Uh, We don't need to start any. (laughs) There's also a centuries-old Chinese lantern festival as well, which is a springtime tradition aligned with the beginning of the Chinese New Year. China also uses lanterns in the mid-autumn or the moon festival, and there's also a dragon boat festival. India has Diwali in autumn to celebrate the victory of light over dark. In addition to fireworks, they also use mini oil lamps to bring light to their festivities. In the West, of course, we have Christmas lights, which used to be candles. In Europe, they used to put little candles on Christmas trees, I've heard, though LED lights have probably wiped out that tradition altogether. In Western Hermeticism, you have the lantern as a symbol of wisdom or illumination. So you can even consider that you have an inner light and therefore are a sort of lantern in human form. You emit energy 
who carries us. Maybe we're the lanterns of the gods. If you remember the myth of Prometheus, we stole fire from the gods in order to join the ranks of the gods. So we are functioning as mini-gods in the midst of struggling to evolve. So when light isn't present as much in the darker months of the year, we need to turn up our own inner light, fuel our own flame. During daylight hours, even in winter, you can draw that light into you when you meditate to keep your own light burning brightly. To start a meditation, breathe in light and picture that light being drawn to your extremities. You can breathe in light from your crown chakra as well. Obviously, you're not equipped with a blowhole on top of your head, but you get the idea. Let a column of light shine down on you from the heavens. And I hesitate to use heavens because it's a God-based concept in a way. So substitute sky for heavens if need be. At any rate, let a column of light shine down on you and let that light enter through the top of your head even as you're breathing and visualizing that light distributing itself throughout your body. By the way, a candle flame, it turns out, is the perfect thing to study when you're trying to meditate. It's an old Buddhist technique. Watching a flame dance on the tip of a candle is relaxing, first of all, and light is really the perfect thing to focus on. Light is the primordial element that got a dark universe stirring. You can watch a flame and then draw it into your third eye area as a mental image. So you can continue to a deeper state of meditation with your eyes closed. Try this. It's a great technique for the cooler months of the year when a little extra ambient warmth will only make your living space more comfortable. The only caution I would give you, though, is to be really careful with candles. Use a hurricane lantern for the candle if there's a draft in the room or anything combustible in the space around you during your meditation. Another practical thing you can do while meditating with light is to send that light to someone else. You know how spectacular it is to watch a Chinese lantern being released into a dark sky, right? There's something breathtaking about the tiny flame illuminating a silk lantern and floating upward into a black sky. It's impressive how much power that one little candle flame has against an inky backdrop where you might only notice a few dimly twinkling stars. On the metaphysical side, you can do an equally impressive thing. If you know someone who is feeling down due to the phase of waning light we're in, or feeling down due to anything, really, send your own lantern, the one you create in your conscious mind, into the night sky. Direct it to the person who needs it. Share your light with others. 
Meditation is largely about working on yourself, but it doesn't have to be a self-centered preoccupation. Now, are you going to perform any miracles by doing that? No, probably not. You might evolve a little, though, each time you try. Sending light represents the intention to lift up others as you lift yourself up. Caring about someone other than yourself is a sign of progress, a sign that you're joining the ranks of the gods. You never had to steal their fire, by the way. They gave it to you. Folks, if you have any questions or comments about this episode or any other episode, please go to disembodiedpodcast.com and click on the episode that you want to comment on. There's a space to do that. I've also got YouTube videos under my name, Evie Escher, so you can check those out as well. Thanks for listening.